title of the message is Undistracted Purpose. Undistracted Purpose. In Psalm 16, 8, it says, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall never be moved. Purpose, divine purpose, true, real purpose is found only in Jesus Christ. Yesterday I was talking about the reward is with him. Everything we do should be from a heart a passion for him, to please him. He has the reward. The purpose is with him. If you find yourself being distracted, your phone, this, that, purpose is focus. Spiritual focus. In that spiritual focus, you will find purpose. Jesus, in him you will find purpose. We read in 1 John 3, 8, He who sins is of the devil. The devil produces sin. That's his work. He wants you to sin. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God, for this, everyone say purpose. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Enter into the purpose of Jesus. He has come with this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. You see the works of the devil in people. Sin, sickness, curse, schizophrenia, torment, voices, obsessive-compulsive disorder. Last year, young lady, we got a testimony. She'd bend down to pick up the laundry, and then she'd be up and down and up and down, maybe for 15 minutes. Obsessive-compulsive disorder one of the worst cases her therapist had seen. Autism, depression, all this stuff going on in her life. She was located by Jesus, instantly delivered, set free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's purpose is not achieved by your flesh, by your effort. You can work and work and work and work and burn yourself out. God has given us a helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us achieve his will, his purpose in our lives. Acts 1, 4, and being assembled together with them, Jesus commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. So he'd been talking about it. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
not many days from now. You shall receive power. Everyone say power. power. Why does God give his people power? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Why do people fall, shake, tremble, scream sometimes, shout, holler, run because he has come upon them? If you stick your finger into a wall socket, a PowerPoint, you'll feel it. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll know it. Some people will feel a deep peace. Many times people say, I can't explain it. But he promised us that the Holy Spirit would come upon us in power. And you shall be witnesses to me. Purpose. The power of the Holy Spirit gives purpose. You must wait to be empowered. Don't do God's work in your own flesh. He's given you the Holy Spirit. You cannot achieve anything in the spiritual realm without God. Nothing. Lord knows how weak you are. He knows you need his power, his strength. When you abide in Christ, his word abide, abides in you, things just come together. Things just, you can work and work and work and work and work and work, not achieving anything. But then when you abide in him, his word abides in you, there's a sinking spiritually and God comes into your realm and begins to move on your behalf. Amen? You know, you, purpose comes from Jesus. You need to encounter his will, his presence in your life. He gives purpose. There was a man called Saul and he was breathing threats. He wanted to murder the Christians. And he's on his way to Damascus. And he gets knocked off his horse, sees a bright light, and Jesus speaks to him. Rise, stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose. Everyone say purpose. God has a divine purpose for your life. Don't waste your life by focusing on temporary passing things focus on him his purpose you only have one life there may not be anyone alive in this room in 100 years time you'll be gone if you didn't realize it let me tell you almost everyone will be gone you've only got one life and you live it one day at a time. Every day should be lived for your purpose. Divine purpose. Hallelujah. It should be like the motor going on in your life. If this was your last day, what would you be doing? Purpose. 
serving your master in the call that he has for you. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you, just get on with it. Rise and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to make you, who's going to make you? God. To make you a minister and a witness, both of the things which you have seen and the things which I will reveal to you. Hallelujah. And so this Paul, who was a murderer, Saul was his name. He has an encounter with Jesus Christ. He was a very religious man and he flips. He has a call and a purpose. You need to meet Jesus. Religion will give you a goal. Religion will give you things to do. But only Jesus can give you purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shanda Maharrabababakaya. Will they get this? Ananias has a, um, he has a, a vision and the Lord appears to him and he says to Saul when he goes to see him, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight. Remember Saul was blinded by the light. He was blind. He has sent me that you might receive your sight and... What's the second part of the verse? And be filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, today, yeah, people would say, well, if Saul came into the church, you'd say, well, he's a, been a murderer, he's been this, you know, we'll, we'll stick him through a course, a discipleship course that's very intense. We'll get him memorizing the Bible. and You know what I mean? But what did Jesus do? opened the blind eyes, he was blind, opened his eyes, he had another supernatural encounter and filled him with the Holy Spirit. That was Jesus' discipleship program for a murderer. Hallelujah. Praise God. We try to disciple people's minds where God disciples people's hearts. When you get filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will deal with your character. He'll deal with your stuff. He'll heal your wounds. He'll cast out the demons. He'll purify you with fire. And he'll send you with a passion. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to labor with divine purpose and divine power. Live your life, your activities with purpose, with purpose, with purpose. You're sitting at the dining table. People are talking about the football. You guys like to talk about football, huh? I came to New Zealand and I sat down with the pastor and I wanted to talk about the Lord and all he wanted to talk about was the All Blacks. <laughs> Live your life with purpose. Live your life with purpose. I sat down with his leadership team. He said, they've lost the fire. That's what he said to me. I sat down with his leadership team and him and his leadership team never talked about the Lord the whole dinner. 
purpose. Purpose. Make Jesus your purpose. He's like a burning fire within you. Don't waste your life on waste, on wasteful stuff. Amen. Give me a phone, please. This is one of the greatest time waster that the devil's created. Scrolling. The Lord catches me scrolling sometimes. Who's guilty like me? Almost every person in this room scrolling. Kelson, catch. Thanks. Scrolling. Wasting your time on social media. God help us. Amen. May we live our life with purpose. Him we preach, Colossians 1.28, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end I also labour, striving according to his working which works in me mightily. Hallelujah. Do you have that eternal motor working mightily in you the Holy Spirit the power of the Holy Spirit it'll affect your whole day amen amen turn to your neighbor and say I don't want to be rude but get a life Someone gave me a T-shirt. Someone gave me a T-shirt, and uh, it's one of my quotes. But I don't feel like wearing it in public. It says it's a quote on my on the back of my T-shirt. It says, "Get over yourself." <laughs> I don't want to be rude. Get a life. Now, there's life in Jesus. Amen. There's purpose in Him. What are you doing with your life? Turn to the person beside you. God loves you. What are you doing with your life? Get on with it. Hallelujah. You can't do everything and you can't save the whole world. What has God called you to do? Jesus was preaching... And the crowds enjoyed his preaching and said, stay here. Like, we could have a synagogue here. You could be our priest. Stick around, Jesus. You know, there are many things that Jesus could have done. There's many things that you could do, many good things that you could do. But what is your divine call and purpose in life? What has he called you to do? Now, when it was day... He departed and went into a deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him. This is Luke 4:42, and tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also, because for this purpose I have been sent. Hallelujah. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Galilee. Press on, undistracted, because much 
is at stake. I've been meditating a little bit lately on the master's words to his disciples when he was about to take the donkey, the colt, and ride on it to Jerusalem. And he said to his disciples, when you find the colt at a certain place, say to the owners, those who ask, the master has need of it. If the master needed a donkey, could it be that the master needs you? What can I do? Who am I? You have one life. Don't be like the person who received one talent and thought, well, I know my master is going to be difficult. I'll just bury it. What have I got with my life? What can I do? Look at me. What can I do? When Jesus gives you a little, he expects much. Hallelujah. To him who has, he will give even in abundance. You take what you think is little and see what he can do with it. You take your life and say, well, Jesus, this is what I've got. I'm giving it to you. I'm reminded of a young lady in the UK and she said that she was jobless and she had 50 pounds and so she decided to give more than the 50 pounds that she had to three different charities. That means she went into debt. She took the little and just gave it all away and the Lord gave her a job and not just a job. She told them, I don't want to go to work. I want to stay home and work. And they said, okay. Hallelujah. Take the little. Take the little. You would be amazed. You take the little and you sow it in faith. You step out in faith and see what the Lord will do. Praise God. I mean, we're doing this all the time. You know, we, all the time when we're praying for people. You know, we, we just step out in faith, you know. You've got a broken leg, you've got, you know, your, whatever your situation, we step out in faith, sowing, sowing, sowing into people's lives, reaping, reaping, reaping. Amen. You know, you just step out in faith, trusting the master and see what he will do. But if you're scared and doing nothing, nothing will happen. If you don't sow, you'll never reap. Just get on with it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I want, we need to understand the work of God in his purpose in our lives. I just want to touch on this. There was a man and he was a slave and his name was Onesimus. And he was described by Paul as once unprofitable. And this, so this is a slave who, you know, wasn't doing his job, right? And this slave escaped, all right, from being a slave, and he ran to Paul. And probably the slave owner, he's like, well, this is bad news. I've lost my, my slave who was pretty useless anyway. And Paul says, I appeal to you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten while in my chains. That means he led him to the Lord. Who once was unprofitable to you, but now is profitable to you and to me. I'm sending him back. You therefore receive him, that is, in my own heart, that is my own heart, whom I wish to keep with me, that on your behalf he might minister to me in my chains for the gospel. 
Without your consent, I wanted to do nothing, that your good deed might not be by compulsion, as it were, but voluntary. For perhaps he departed for a while for this purpose. What was the purpose? What purpose did God have? That he might be born again, that he might be a worker in the gospel supporting the apostle Paul and be a blessing to the owner. Amen. Things may happen in your life. The slave takes off. Things don't go as you expected. Take your disasters. Take your griefs. Take the sickness. Take the problems and see that God is working his purpose out just like he did with Onesimus. Amen? You think, oh, this is terrible. How could this happen to me? You know? Praise God. But God is working his purpose out. And sometimes things happen and you don't understand them. Shall I tell a story? I'm driving along my, my four-wheel drive. I was living in the countryside. And I had a thought. And the thought was I'd be in a major car accident. And then the second thought was Psalm 91 that uh, he will keep me from the, ar the arrow that flies by day. So the next week, I'm in my four-wheel drive. I'm in a major car accident. Could have killed me. Uh, a, a truck coming down the road. The guy goes into a demonic trance. He um, veers onto the wrong side of the road, plows through all the cars that are waiting, and I hear this gigantic smash and the arrow that flies by day, he hit and cut off the traffic light from the base, shot it through the air. It went through my windshield with such impact that the, the steel couplings broke off from the post. The, the roof crumpled, crumpled. The, the lights smashed into the seat beside me. The post... The pole bounced and hit the ground. Multiple cars were destroyed. And anyway, I get home and I said, Lord, what was that all about? You know, and the Lord told me it was going to happen. The Lord told me he'd protect me. And I'm like... <laughs> and the Lord said to me, just forget about it and keep preaching. That was his explanation. Some of you guys, things have happened in your life. Forget about it. Keep preaching. Some things you're never going to understand. Turn to your neighbor and say, God loves you. Forget about it. Keep preaching. Amen. You know, suffering in our lives is not, is not a bad thing. In the West, any problem is a bad thing. But God can use anything that comes from hell for his glory. What the devil does, God can use as his tools God can use problems in your life to force you on your knees to seek God.
God can use problems in your life to cause you to be fervent in prayer. God can use problems in your life to bring you closer to him. God can use problems in your life to build your character, your patience, your perseverance, your love for him. God can use problems in your life to promote you in life because he builds your character and then he promotes you and exalts you. Because God exalts the humble and normally the humble have suffered and been through the oil press. If it wasn't for problems, if it wasn't for hindrance and God promoted you, what would you do with your promotion? You'd make a mess of it. Is that right? But because you've learnt character, You've learnt dependence on God through all the problems in life. You can handle the responsibilities that he gives you because you know who you are. You're a servant. You're dependent on the Most High God. Live your life with purpose. Stop wasting your time. Amen. How long does it make, take to make a cup of tea? Huh? How long does it take to drink a cup of tea? How long does it take to talk while you're having a cup of tea? And if you have eight cups a day, there's not much time left for anything. <laughs> Amen? God loves you. We all need to be smacked around the face with the word of God. <laughs> Amen? Does you good. Does you good. Hallelujah. I love you people. Thank you, Lord. So some of you have got a lot of time wasters. In fact, you're wasting your life. Tonight, if you want to live your life for Christ and you've been convicted of time wasters in your life, I invite you to stand to Jesus. Stand to Jesus. If you feel convicted of time wasters and you need to live your life with purpose, I want to invite you to stand tonight. Say, Lord, this is my life. I offer it to you. For whoever loses his life will save it, Jesus said. If you waste your life, it's wasted. But if you lose your life for Jesus, you hand it over. Lord, I'm handing over that TV watching, those soaps, those, that phone scrolling, that Facebook garbage. Lord, I'm handing it over to you. The porn, I'm handing it over to you. Lord, the people wasters in my life, I'm handing it over to you, Lord. I'm living for Jesus. I'm living for purpose. For this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Lord, I'm living your purpose to destroy the works of the devil. I'm living in the gospel. If I'm on the streets, Lord, preaching, Lord, in my workplace, Lord, if it's on Facebook, Lord, I'm here. I'm standing here, Lord. I'm just not here for a miracle, Lord. I'm not just here for a deliverance. I'm here to say, Lord Jesus, I am yours. Take me, Lord. Set me on fire. Burn up, Lord, the time wasters in my life. The Holy Spirit is speaking to people tonight. To step forward, step forward. 
The church is becoming complacent. That means the church is becoming sleepy. When the, the world is becoming darker and darker, it's time for the Christians to arise and to live with divine purpose and divine power. Amen. Amen. Just lift your hands to the Lord. Offer your lives to him. Offer your lives to him. Sanctify yourself. That means set yourself apart unto him. Unto him. To serve him. To extend the kingdom of the gospel. Amen. God bless us all. Amen.